You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome to Go Plug Yourself, talking to the most interesting people in Montreal since 2011. Hey, if you're enjoying Go Plug Yourself, why not do us a favor and help spread the word about the show? Tell your friends about us online or in person, and it would really help us out. Walter and I love doing the show, and we would really appreciate whatever support you can give us. Enjoy the show, everybody, and go plug yourself. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. Like that haircut, you look kind of like, okay, like a late fifties, <laughs> kind of like David Bowie. Has anybody told you that? No, no one, Walter. But you know what? I will definitely give them those oligarchy joints. So I'll put them under the same spell I just put you under. Love David Bowie. You know, I was thinking about it, that song, The Young Americans. Okay, and how he in the song it talks about remember your president Nixon yeah, yeah. and how he lied. Yeah. And I was like, who's gonna write the next song? Like that's gonna be so awesome for the young Americans. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to give them a little bit of, uh, you know, soothing balm about their lying president. I was literally... Going, right? No, of course. Thank God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Thank God we captured that. No, uh, I was actually... Like, the, the one... Sarah and I were driving in the car the other day. Sarah's my, my very lovely wife. And we were like, why isn't there a new Rage Against the Machine yet? You know, like, why is there not that, like, that mass market anti-establishment group? In music. Or is it because everyone's a little... Not everyone, or most musicians are anti-establishment now? Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe. Because I'm saying, because, like, Rage Against the Machine was, like, sort of, I thought, kind of unique because it had that mass appeal. Like, they were everywhere. Like, they were, like, MTV generation. But they had, had, a, had a strong... They like had a song on the uh, Godzilla soundtrack that I'm yeah. rather fond of. No. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it a bunch of times on this very podcast. Probably. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rage Against the Machine really had that really that big anti-authority. Laura, do you remember the uh, the 96 uh, Godzilla movie? Or was it 98? Remember the one with Matthew Broderick? Might have been 99 even. 98. Can't say that I do. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, noteworthy because it was a piece of garbage. But had a great the soundtrack. soundtrack did mashups of... Like hip hop and what like mashups, co- not mashups. M- mashup is the wrong word. Collaborations, yes, of like rock music. So and like Puff Daddy rap music with like a sample from like Led Zeppelin from like Very cool. the other. I love that. Cool, I love yeah. that. I mean hybrids. I'm gonna send you a rock. link to that. That's and awesome. It's uh, gonna change your life. The other sa- <laughs> the other soundtrack like that. Another piece of garbage movie with an amazing soundtrack was Spawn. Spawn, oh yeah, yeah, because Spawn th- is it more like hip hop driven? Spawn was uh, like metal with electronic, mm. so you had like Filter would did a song with Crystal Method, and like mm. it, it, it's very good. <laughs> like, but okay. I think it's coming. I think the anti-establishment culture is it, it's being rooted. Right. Um, there was a wonderful choir where the, uh, James Corden dressed up like Mueller, and uh, they did this very funny song okay? okay so that was a but it's you know saturday night live might be the the most the most obvious in mm. the television world but not right. i agree with music really yeah. it hasn't happened yet but i think 
it's yet to happen. But I, but I think, but I do think though. I mean, like we, we, Walter and I were both at the Just for Last festival this summer. I wish we lived in more of an effigy burning culture. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get some more? Oh, no, from I mean? that culture, I'm like, of the age where we burn. You know, it. I wish that we, we did that more. <laughs> I was like Kathy. Griffith. I feel like people get touchy about that kind of thing. Well, yeah, it's yeah, because it ruined that's Griffith's career, buddy. That wasn't the that's same. That's pre-internet. Wasn't though. it? That's. <laughs> I, I, I think that there was more of that before the internet. People became yeah. more. Of you know protesters online yeah. or something. What like if something changed? What for if me. it's a Trump pinata? Trump pinata. That's it's, say, it's got a nice ring a Trump to it. Too. Pinata. Trump pinata. There's nothing wrong with that. No one would say anything because Antifa. Antifa. Trump pinata. pinata. <laughs> and then the Trump pinata accidentally catches fire. No. Oh. Mm. You know, then it's not an effigy anymore. It's a yeah. pinata burning. But yeah, but I think that there is there is the thing I think now that everybody is a little anti-authority. Like we said, it's just, just to bring back to that just for last yes. thing, literally yes. every single comedian at the festival had an, yeah, everybody had, does sort had of an like anti-Trump thing. Like you wouldn't necessarily need to get the political guy to like right. rally against. I agree. I agree. That's a big change. Yeah. And I mean, like I was at Oceaga this summer and at least, at least 50% of the bands took some banter to be like, so glad to be here in Canada. Right. Down South is a mess. Like they yes. were just like, and these were not necessarily like protest bands. It was just like literally any old musician was just like, our country is a piece of crap right now. Like uh, with heavy MTL was the same deal. Both like Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson were like, America's a disaster. You want to hear Marilyn <laughs> Manson's story? Sure, buddy. Lay it on me. I don't know if you were there for this one. You, are you a Marilyn Manson fan, Loretta? So so. Yeah, and it, it's okay. It, <laughs> you're aware. Pro, perhaps not as big. A you're fan aware as you of are. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yes. So yes. so someone's like, oh yeah, I did like coke with Marilyn Manson on his tour bus, and I'm like, <laughs> why? What? And she was like, yeah, because like there was this thing, this like the radio, like the, the radio show or something or some one, the, one of the advertisers. One of the advertisers ad, like was like they gave away they gave away tickets, and the prize was that not only do you get to go to the show, but you get a meet and greet with Marilyn Manson afterwards. And it was on his tour bus. I'm sure he gives. And it was on his tour bus, and they, like people were like marks were going on the tour bus basically, and like Manson was just like doing lines. <laughs> <laughs> That like doesn't doesn't really surprise me at all. <laughs> like, uh, I'm trying to. Who is the, the 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 woman? Marilyn Manson has all sorts of, um, what do you call it? Weird Where's stories about him. The uh, like the sexual assault allegations with him and his girlfriend when he dated that 18 year old. Which one? Oh man, you can look look this up. I tried to find the names real quick, but I can't. But like, you can, like Marilyn Manson, and he dated this eighteen-year-old, and she signed like a twelve-page waiver, basically like waving her human rights away to get on a bus and be Marilyn Manson's girlfriend for a couple years. And it's like apparently like the most the weirdest mess you've ever read, ever. Like, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know where. Like, if you signed the papers, there's some consent there, even if the stuff that went down. What are was we talking up. about? <laughs> Google it. What the fuck? Google it. I think, we just, went real to, dark. I think we just went to Me Too. Yeah, exactly. You moving to <laughs> Which you is okay because, you know, it's it's a very important subject in the Exactly. In the There's a lot news. of things to protest in 2018. <laughs> one sure. of them is sexual harassment. The other one is... Uh, Harassing people who like smoking weed. That's a good segue, you know? buddy. You know? Everybody, everyone's like, just let me be. I just want to smoke my pot. Uh, is that why Loretta's here? <laughs> <laughs> huh? what? 
That is why Loretta is here. That is why. Absolutely, that is why Loretta is here. I was like, wait, what's going on? What's yeah. happening? Today's <laughs> guest, this is, this is how it works out. And then, then the guest is like, why had they spent like 15 minutes sort of like bullshitting Rambling. and not introducing me properly? And that's how, that's kind of like how the, the whole podcast yeah, goes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's 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 part of the We bring you here for a reason and then we talk about other talk about other things. That's totally fine. But today's guest is Loretta Clark, everybody. Hey, Loretta Clark. Thank you, thank you. Applause break. Thank you. And Loretta, I've come to know through uh, through underground comedy shows. Yes. With uh, with a cannabis theme. Yes. And as a as a member of a uh, proud and uh, member loud. Of the, proud and loud member of the cannabis community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself here? Sure. You're going. No, you're no, 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 keep laying it up, keep laying it up. It's just all good. It's <laughs> very good. Yes, I'm I'm happy that uh, I met you, Walter, at a underground function. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe that I've been, I've been promoting cannabis lounges for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've been blathering on about it. Now it's reached mainstream and, and sort of a place of necessity as we approach legalization. Right. Um, Absolutely legalization. 100% comedy and cannabis have been like a married couple. Mm-hmm. They've been Listen, there since the beginning. Okay, yes, okay. So <laughs> Cheech and Chong, one is Canadian, one's American. There you go. Okay, so we have to... Understand we have this one love in North America, and now Canada has an opportunity to really show what can really be done with legalization. And, it, and it, it's amazing what is going to happen and that we're going down this road. Although it's been a very tough road for so many people. Thousands, tens of thousands have been arrested. So it's like right where I'm at right now, because I was a medical activist for a long time mm-hmm. to get the help get on the road to legalization because it was uh, through patients getting busted and going to court that really put us on this path, I would say. Right, uh, yeah. Hardcore over the last 10 years, but going on for 20 years, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think that, and I mean, like, uh, it's funny. I was raised, uh, like, fundamentally religious. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, my mom passed away uh, from leukemia a couple of years ago, but she, even as a Jehovah's Witness, was kind of like, the leukemia ended up taking her rather quickly, but she she joked about it, being like, "I I wouldn't mind," and you know, and I was like, to come from that fundamentally religious group to being like four or five years ago to be talking about, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't mind smoking some legal legal medical marijuana right now. This is a bad spot that I'm in, and I think that that reality opened up a lot of like sympathies and 100%. like that not a lot of people necessarily thought about. If you're like, wait a second, we have people suffering, and we have a narcotic that is like like any other. You know, like your doctor could prescribe you a gazillion things, but not this one thing that might actually alleviate some of your pain and relieve some of your symptoms because it happens to fall into a different category and doesn't made by a pharmaceutical. You know, I think a lot of people well, kind Keith, of... You, you've hit something really head on. I mean, mm-hmm. at, at, a, at a time, I would say, because I came out of the HIV AIDS crisis mm-hmm. too, and that's where, in a sense, the, the medical really started. It was like a couple of... Uh, patients getting arrested mm-hmm. you know one fa- one is Jim Wakeford he's one of the first another one was uh, Terry Parker who was a, ch- uh, a child in the foster care ses- system who was like really used badly because he had epilepsy so okay. he was in so these were like two very prominent cases that okay. kind of set it off and in a way, it became a revolution, I would say, by healing, because some of us were making these oils, and I've yep. been making them for over 10 years, and many people were sick, and many of these people were people who, you know, had bought the, you know, fake news story that cannabis was a bad thing, right? and they had uh, 
didn't believe in it, but were con- you know got convinced to maybe try it through their child. Often, yep. often it was their child mm-hmm. or their sister or their brother. You know, there was a lot of you know people coming to me. I even had people who were corrections officers, police officers. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of different people who came to me looking for the oil because when your person is sick and really vulnerable and uh, someone you love, yeah. you will do what you can. I yeah, exactly. on yeah, the I front lines of the HIV crisis. So uh, it came from this spirit movement mm-hmm. of medical. Yeah, I you believe become, you're, you're going to be open to things you might and, not and otherwise it did. It would changed, be. It, yeah, it did. It changed so many people's view. Many people over the years would contact me and, and tell me, they would want to tell me that they were anti-cannabis until this experience. Mm-hmm. So we know it changed many people's views. And But sadly, and very, you know, in a difficult way during the Harper years, I mean, they knew we were doing this and then they brought in mandatory minimums. Mm-hmm. They wanted people like me who were making this uh, oil to like go to jail for life, you mm-hmm. know? So to, for, for many of us, this was a very dark, dark, that terrible period, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? And now that period is over and we're heading in legalization. I'm very unhappy in some ways with how things have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the liberal government gets criticized from um, grassroots communities in the murdered and, mis- and, and missing women right you know about that and about pipelines and about this about about consultation i mean i think they do genuinely want to do consultation but they don't really understand how you really genuinely do it like yeah. to the full and it's a lot of work processing processing yeah, processing yeah, yeah, yeah. is tons and tons of work but we you know we we have to do that and none of like look at the frameworkers of when they wanted to bring legalization in they had you know some Someone who was a cop who made money off of arresting us. Somebody, uh, a politician who is now representing all these rich, um, you know, people yeah. who wanted to be LPs who were former politicians and RCMP, you yeah. know, who once said cannabis was the scourge of Canada. Yeah. And what's the truth? The truth is Canadians, we are like the true free and stone northerners <laughs> of the f- universe. That is the truth. We are like the number one stoners in the universe. And this is... More than Amsterdam? More than, way more than Amsterdam. Oh, wow. uh, way more than... And we're, uh, the only we're, we're actually, <laughs> we're probably in competition with New Zealand. Right. They're, New super Zealand? Sto- really? they're super stoners too. Huh. And we are like, I think it's, I think so it's so part so. of our climate and part of our... Like, <laughs> I also think you grew up in Montreal. I strongly believe, I don't know if you did yeah, or not, yeah, yeah. I strongly believe that because cannabis is really part of Quebec culture that goes way back. I grew up in the suburbs of Montreal. No. Right. Fine. Well, so off island. Sub- ge- wow, because you're saying there you're isn't more island, pot in off the island, suburbs, bro. buddy? You're off island, bro. <laughs> I'm saying you're not from Montreal, brother. You grew up off island. Greater Montreal. Oh, oh island. these bitches. Oh, island. my God, these you're urban bitches. You're off island, brother. <laughs> okay. Greater so Montreal, buddy. <laughs> That's how I work. Anyways, the thing is... Quebec has always had a cannabis culture, and I'd say it would, it's, uh, to some degree, probably uh, created baby. a bomb on the conflict and hostilities towards French and English over the last 50 you years. You think so? Yes, I do. You know, like, yes, I do. It's funny, it's funny actually, because like, on, that, on that, I'll say, like, you know, when I was a kid, there was, there was the referendum in 95, and that was contentious. Mm-hmm. And then, but now it's like, you know, you don't you don't have like the the, the, separ- the separatist movement like existing in any what? kind of way really, and like I think things are chiller. So yeah, probably because of weed. Well, you I'll tell you, I'll <laughs> tell you why I think that is because when I came here, I came to Montreal eleven years ago, 
Now, so I'm in Toronto. I'm very involved in the cannabis community, but also healthcare on the front lines of HIV, AIDS stuff, like during the 80s and 90s, activists my whole life, basically. And from that, go into cannabis legalization activism and beginning in Toronto, seeing that the courts are starting to grant people with chronic pain, you know, the right to have cannabis, whatever. So then making a push to get as many people legalized as possible. Uh, So that was something that I worked on. And when I came to Montreal, there was only a couple hundred people here who were medical. So none of the doctors would allow people to be medical. So just up the street there, it was high times, not prohibition. Sure, yeah, I remember. I I turned it into like medical headquarters, and thousands of people got signed up. We talked about the history of that on on our prohibition episode. Thousands of people got signed up from that store because I brought an English doctor from Ontario who they then closed down. What's that? When it was still high times, you were doing that. Yes, yes, I was there for five years. So Ah. during that time, the numbers went up from a couple hundred to five thousand people who got in the program. a, A question. So, <clears throat> my cousins in Ontario have no problem going to a dispensary. My cousins in BC have no problem going to a dispensary. My cousins in, I'm not sure, in the Maritimes also, but Quebec, no. Yes, no this is the, the terrible <laughs> irony, okay? Yeah, like, this no is dice. what makes me very angry right. because, okay, I, have, uh, I am a descendant of a, of a Quebec patriot, okay? okay. So, I, I always say... You know, the rebel uh, apple didn't fall too far from the hanging tree. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I did do a prohibition play and whatever, but bringing up some Quebec history or whatever. But the thing is, when I did research on Quebec history Mm -hmm. because of my ancestor, who was a farmer in the 1830s, they did grow. They did grow hemp. Hey, now. They did grow. They grow hemp. But right. grew hemp, but they didn't. Dis- I'm sure in their mindset, and they had their little habit talent pipes. I'm sure <laughs> they put some in their pipe with their tobacco. I'm sure in their mindset, the thought that this could be illegal one day probably probably would have made their brains go, you know, crazy because right. it is been a part of Quebec culture the longest. And I would say, you know, these badasses that moved from Quebec because there was this great movement in the 70s to go out west. The ones who left from Quebec who went out west probably started the cannabis uh, movement big time and growing in BC. Okay. I, I'm sure there's a connection. I know there is. Okay, so because Why I'm an connection? old, I'm I'm that you know. So start so, here, baby. So yeah. so you know, it just seems so wrong that Ontario and you know I know weirdly as we all uh, I grew up. Seems I'm wrong 58. when Ontario gets anything. No, well, to Ontario, we've had dispensaries <laughs> and lounges for ten years. Like and and Montreal has not, and it's like wrong because the cannabis culture is very strong in, in Quebec. It's part of Quebec culture. Yeah. So how dare they not let it flourish? And mm-hmm. so me as an activist, yes, I'm, and I went to Catholic school, so it's my duty to like <laughs> spread the shame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I spread the shame on these politicians as much as I can. On shame. how dare they? L- because it was the doctors here in Quebec who wouldn't let people get medical even if they had fucking cancer yeah how dare they you know so they deserve to be shamed they really do. why do you think that is why do you think the, the answer well is I, no? it's it, it pills I, pills baby pills I, baby I, I, pills, I would, pills pills i would guess big pharma look big pharma is probably a part of it but i'm like but earlier than that l4 society i would say the church <laughs> 100 percent. Okay, the, ch- so the, church, the church run ran Quebec for yes. most of Quebec's history. This, this is, you know, I have the patriot blood in my veins, mm. so I can talk about this. And yeah. I was raised Catholic, mm. and the the crazy bipolar of Catholicism, yeah, and yeah. even in Quebec, when you have like, you know, 
um, well, at one point in Montreal, you know, it's famous for having a church at every block, but well, yeah, it also had good, the, the it also had a brothel. Yeah, okay? exactly. Okay, so sinner, you know, and church, like just Did I don't you know, know, just that? like this mesh. Uh, it's like it's like it's this a very it's a very very of, weird thing. Of, you know, of Quebec. Did you know that Mark Twain once said that uh, Montreal is the only city where you can't where you can throw a rock you can't throw a rock without breaking a church window? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been re- <laughs> but, Montreal you know, has been referred to as like the city of a thousand steeples, you, and like you know Mark Twain. You know Mark Twain? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. But it is, it is very strange. I always mess that no, quote. I'm like, it's, we it's say incredibly bipolar. Montreal okay, has always, not always, but for the most part, no, especially I think since always. Yeah, I no, think but I was gonna say like, especially <laughs> since prohibition, it's always had a party. You know, like the last hundred years, Montreal has always been a like a well, vice here's, here's city. Well, here's the thing. But then also Jean very Talon, Catholic. Yeah. Jean Talon came over on the boat mm-hmm. from instructions from the king. Mm-hmm. And who does he have on the boat? He has prostitutes. Yeah. The, ones the, the, ones, the ones the king doesn't want yeah. anymore. Bing. And FDR. the priest. Yeah. So here you have the you know development of tabernacle and all the swearing on the church and you know so it it is part of the culture. Yeah, that's not like a good let, time. Let, let, But let's get back to that cannabis was no. actually growing. No, we're staying here. on that boat. We're staying on that boat. We're staying on French. <laughs> we're Road. getting off that boat. I was going to say because we I mentioned it. About, we'll say this about Jean Talon Market. Yeah. Oh. It deserves to be named after him because he did start the first brewery out of like in a harm reduction way. But he was also like the first cop. But in a way, he was like the first pimp. Like so that's Montreal. <laughs> let's wow. say that, and that's that, how you is, do it. that is the that's it's a great the market. I love Jean Talon Market. Yeah. Yes, no, I, and and one of the things you notice, okay, I, I think I haven't done a whole lot of world traveling, but I've done some. No, you <laughs> notice that the food in Quebec is so amazing. So yeah. good. Okay, and like so now our dairy is under sea. And that's yep. why when I saw you at the comedy event, the studio sesh uh-huh. la- uh, last time, sure. and next month it's October 13th. 13th. Uh, and I'm I put, hosting. And I put, I that is hosting, so cool. Way, and yeah. I put some, uh, I ground up some cannabis put and I put it on some goat salad. cheese some goat and cheese. in a salad. It was wonderful. I had it. And, it was, and, it was really and, nice. ma- and made a dressing with yeah. some cannabis oil. Mm. Because, had the whole thing. Because here's the thing. I mean, the cheese, in, the cheese in Quebec is the best in the world. Yep. There is, and it's time to bring the best, and the cannabis in Quebec is the best in the world. And how dare, Jean-Guy. how dare they let them. Yes, you know, Jean, there's a great story about Jean-Guy. And when I would go to Toronto and I bring pounds from Montreal, they'd be like, "Where's the Jean Guy? Where's the Jean Guy? Where's the French?" You know. So, but Jean Guy is awesome. That yeah. that is at least the one strain that it's actually I, it's known in Colorado. Jean Guy, oh, like wow. they were selling it in dispensaries in Colorado. Yeah, like before so I ever that got, is very cool. Before I ever got into smoking, that's always that. Or like when someone would have weed, to be like, "What do you got, Jean Guy, man?" I'm like, <laughs> and I always hear this fucking mythical strain, Jean Guy. <laughs> What's so, the Jean Guy story? Well, I asked the people and. So then a few of us were at Joey's and, and we did a little video and, and we kind of made it up that Jean Guy was uh, a young dealer and, you know, his mother made him go on pills and he committed suicide. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, we really like, you could know, totally we were like, could, who could is be. the real Jean Guy? No, be. because, because Sounds it like a Jean-Luc song, <laughs> basically. It could be, <laughs> it could be a because Jean-Luc. it's a great. Jean-Luc telling the story of Jean Guy. But you know what? The people in Toronto, they went crazy for Shangi. Okay? So I have to say I love, and that was the thing. Before I came to Quebec, I didn't know that I was, I, I would go to a couple of different dealers who I love. And one of them would always get uh, M39 and oh, yeah. Friesland from the bikers of Quebec. What was the second one? And she would call it pink champagne because she liked it because she said it was great for sex with straight guys. And she was always encouraging me, send some more of those cute boys from Montreal. 
because I would, you know, encourage people to go visit the lounges and dispensaries in Toronto. And uh, basically, um, I would always smoke that at least like 10 years. I think it helped get me prepared to psychically come to Montreal. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know where it was, you know, whatever. I wasn't that concerned with it. But um, there's always been this great fluidity, too, between Montreal and Toronto. And I love that, you know, as being, uh, I'm from Toronto, but actually... You know, Montreal, I do consider my home, and okay. I love Montreal now, very much. Now, what does it feel like when you smoke a joint? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it like? No, I Sorry. was going to say, no, okay. so, so wait, what? I, 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 I want to maybe just um, <laughs> refocus our, uh, our, our podcast just for a second here. Sure. So, I mean, because you seem to have only mentioned tangentially what it is you do. Like in terms of what? No, you're no. sure. No, she I could go into it. No, 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 no. Down, but I understand. But like you just said that you you've been doing some writing. No, because like the sure. show is called Go Plug Yourself. You said you're doing some writing. You're producing some oils. You've been <coughs> helping out some people. So I'm trying to get my head around what I've what, been doing. What what Loretta's day to day is. Mm. What, what's that? Okay. <laughs> That's a great question. There and you go. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it ha- it evolves around <coughs> cannabis for okay. sure. Um, and it revolves around activism. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big believer in writing letters okay. and emails. Actually, now it's not letters, but yeah. also trying to, trying to get letters. it into the mainstream media. Okay. And so because now we're in this different world of social media that's right. taken over, and I get it, mainstream media are, are people more my age mm-hmm. uh, who still cling to cable. <laughs> and we're a dying breed. But mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, for me, I'm still also trying to reach the people my age because I'm 58 okay. and I've been using cannabis since I was 12. Okay. And I think I also grew believe it or not, I grew up in a place and time. I didn't, you know, where I, we would order a pizza and we get two joints taped under the pizza top box. And nice. it was like, yeah, this, this is like <laughs> because prohibition Yay. really hadn't set in yet. OK, yeah. so this is the 70s. And also How, what was it? Was there like a code on the phone? Did you just say no, something? No, we just go to uh, one pizza with blah, 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 and two Super J's, you know? <laughs> and it, they would even Super say, they would even have <laughs> two Super J's written because they would cost more, you know, than the pizza, practically, you know, whatever on the, <laughs> and they would be big fat J's. That's probably why I've always, you know, never stopped smoking big fat J's. But, uh, you know, that all ended probably like 1979, 1980. Then, then it was then it was like, then you started to hear, like at this point I hadn't heard of anyone being arrested. You still had to like, you know, go and do it in well, hiding but it was, places. It was, it was Reagan and the war on drugs, right? And the, it like, started like, really yeah. in 1980. Right. 70, yeah. Well, maybe Nancy in the later Reagan. 70s. And, yes. the cart- and Walter's yeah. favorite cartoon. That's Bush era cartoon. Huh? I often uh, often refer to it as a Reagan era cartoon. There is this cartoon. So Nancy this Reagan thing. introduces we, the thing, man. It's no, it's not. It's the Bushes. Oh, you're right. It's yeah. Barbara. This is okay. This is the thing, and I have, <laughs> I, have, I have a whole bit on it. I can't actually do the bit because John Oliver did the bit, and I was like, weird. He did the same bit as me, and I'm gonna just look like I stole it from him, and no one's gonna believe. Anyway, you stole it from him. But I had this bit, and, <laughs> and there was this cartoon. It was like, so you know how they had those like. Everyone's, they'd have like the very special episodes of like cartoon shows, like in the '80s and the '90s and stuff. So they were like, like a real world shit thing would come into the cartoon. Like, oh, this is not, this it's not fun anymore. It's not goofy. And anyway, so there's this, this one thing that was like a very, cartoon, it was like all the cartoons to the come together in one special. Called, it was called Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue, and there was like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was Cartoon it, Elf. It was, it was a specially designed. I always go Cartoon Elf first. Cartoon, it is Cartoon Elf. Muppet Babies. What's, what's really strange about it uh, is the amount of, I guess, like um, corporate buy-in that they Smurfs. have. Because they have these cartoons. Out of the Chipmunks. As, as Walter is listing, as Garfield. I talk about this. <laughs> 
um, from all these different studios, right? Yeah. So you, you had you had like Warner Brothers, you had uh, what? I Bugs Bunny's in there. Yeah, Pretty exactly. Sure like you, yeah, Bugs Bunny shows up and he's like, "Don't smoke weed, aha!" Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like Muppet Babies, like so anyway, the whole thing. Yeah, the kid is like like, di- like Disney cartoons, kid is like, like it's, experimenting it's, it's, it's with like, drugs and shit, and this like this and the, the guy, the the, the the kid's kid sister. It's a is giant anti-drug him. propaganda thing designed so specifically to cater to like every child. Like it's like it's like here's every cartoon you watch in one special. They're all here. They all have the one, way I finish my. Joke. They all have one unifying message of don't do drugs. My it's joke was like the message introduced by the bushes. <laughs> my, jo- my joke was that the messages, uh, message is, you know, clearly. You know, drugs are bad. Don't do them. But the only thing that I learned from it is that if you do enough drugs, you get to meet all your favorite cartoon characters <laughs> in real life. Okay, well, obviously, I grew up on Bugs Bunny, and yeah. I kind of consider him a bit of a mentor. You got <laughs> to look this up. It's crazy. Yeah. What's yeah. up, Doc? You know yeah. what I mean? So, it's called Cartoon uh, All-Stars to the Rescue. It's crazy. It's, it's so it's Slimer. Well, oh, the real Ghostbusters are in there. Here's what I find so ironic and makes me so angry, though, because now we're living at a time where... You know, the, a dictator in the Philippines has like killed people like me who've. Uh, How do you pronounce that guy's I, name? I've, you know, I, I don't mind saying yes. I have been you, a dealer. I've been a healer dealer. You know, so I've made oils. I sold oils. I sell cannabis. So I'm like, you know, so I'm someone right now who is saying to the government, you're going to legalize. You're going to make billions off of the backs. I'm lucky, I think, because I'm white. And a woman that I've not been arrested, but I don't take it for granted. It could happen any day. But still, you know, um, I kinda live, that's how I kind of live my life. That, well, that as any kind of day I set as a foot outside the door, I might be arrested that day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but you're also a white man. I'm a little so bit more active in terms of you know because of what I've you been might doing, not be getting right? you might not yeah, be allowed. I'm kind in, of a psychopath. Hang on, <laughs> I was going to say you might not be allowed into the states very much longer. No, 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 no. Oh, the podcast, eh? Hey, now. Oof. <laughs> Yo, we gotta take some episodes now. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta change some stuff around. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna be like, can't just be like, no, man, what the hell's that? That's not me. What's the joint? What's weed? Look, look, weed? look, look, look. look. The, the, the one that the they're crazy going to legalize two in five years. The I, crazy five years. There is, there's an awesome the movement that is happening of young people, and like, you know, how you ma- mentioned earlier that people are just a little bit more anti-authoritarian and uh, interested in expressing but those freedom of speech. Aren't rich. No, but they're <laughs> artists. They're artists, yeah. and it's re- and it is important. It's very important, and I find it's very important to say what I'm saying about my history right now, but also why I think medical has to go into this area of prison reform, pardons, jobs first in the cannabis industry for those who were arrested for cannabis. Like, like this idea that you can like just exclude. All of these people who have kind of built your business for you, mm-hmm. like I'm sorry, it's I, I, it's not acceptable, and we have to start to gain some unity and momentum and community to say this is what medical is now, and let's lead the way on this because the war on drugs. You know, when you say you watch these this uh, basically propaganda of cartoons, yeah. how dare they? For kids. How dare they do this? For kids. Yeah. But you know, here's here's what's to be, really to here's be, what's to be fair to that cartoon. Also about crack. I'm pretty sure there was heroin in that. There's also box. other, dru- other yeah, hard yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they like do also don't do crack too. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. the fucked up part is that it does the it's the gate it's like the gateway yeah, theory, no, right? But, no, but Whereas, like, you go here's from a joint to crack in 20 minutes. The fucked up part is this. You know, we have a dictator in the Philippines who's killing people for using drugs. Mm -hmm. The fucking truth of the matter is, how long are you born before they put a drug in you? Everybody is on drugs. It's just like you have to be on their drugs. Yeah. That is the truth. Like, 
That is why, yes, we have to end this about cannabis arrests and whatever, but we have to end it about the whole war on drugs, which has been like the most bullshit yeah, well, I mean, war of all wars in the last like 100 someone years. I, I, I don't know where I read this recently, but somebody said, or I think it might have just been a Reddit comment where somebody said like uh, uh, the war on drugs was started by the United States and Canada just ended it. Well, basically, hey. it was started by Nixon. So this is going back that's to... I, that's what I'm going to say at the border. Going back to hey. David Bowie. That's what I'm going to say at the border, yeah. Going back to yeah, David Bowie. Know. Maybe we could like play Young Americans at the yeah, end of this. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, but going back to David Bowie and Nixon Cue lying. Okay, up. and this is that Nixon created the war on drugs to deal with hippies who he hated, who so were mainly white, but he hated hippies. How they can were, we get them? Because they were promoting we flower power, you know, These promoting, like, peace and love and flower power. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fight you know, away. And don't forget, the Vietnam War is the first war that's on TV. Like So all these confluences, right. okay? But also, he hated the Black Panthers, who were black activist men. So the war on drugs was like, he was like, let's fuck them up. Let's fuck them up. But you know what they did? They fucked up every ethnic minority. They yeah. fucked up every person with, you know, low income, mental illness. Like, they fucked so many people up to fill the prison, and in Canada too. Yeah. And the thing is, the, co the courts and the prisons have been clogged because the low-income fruit of cannabis is so easy to pluck. And they have fucked it up for like, and, and hurt people for 40 years. No, absolutely. And so now this is why I'm so angry because the narrative is never about the victims. The narrative is either they're going to make billions and this, now Coca-Cola wants in and they want in and they want in. Yeah. Everybody wants in. It's all, that's the news. Not the fucking hundreds of thousands of Canadians too who got fucked. Ma all, many low income, many uh, visible minorities, many black people, like all targeted because fucking easy, low hanging fruit. And yeah. I'm not letting them now where I'm at in my life. I have to spend the energy to say how dare they just think it's okay to say what they have done. It's not okay. I want exemptions for lounges. I want pardons. And I think people who've been hurt the most deserve some kind Thank of you. reparations. The government is about, and how, how many well, months are, will it take for them places. to make a billion dollars? Things are happening in certain places, like in Manhattan. Did you hear that thing that started in Manhattan there, that the, uh, the district attorney in Manhattan like threw out thousands of uh, cannabis cases? Well, like thank they had God. All the records, like, they're just, that's done. Absolutely. So, like, it's We're happening in, in New York. And they also, and, and I think the, or, also, the other headline I read was that the order has gone out uh, for, you know, the NYPD to not make t arrests on uh, cannabis arrests. Yes. Okay. So, this is why... This is why I am confident about what is happening across I, North America. I, I applaud your optimism. No, no, my, I am. No, 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 my, no, my, no my, I have to. I have no, no, to. no, no, I mean, I, I get it, but I'm just I saying on the money alone. Yeah, but that's, I have to. That's, I have to. that's always where I get confusing. And talk, talking to my friends in the States and stuff, where they're just talking about that America, at this point in time, there are, like, say, 150 to 200 million people who think exactly what you are saying, but then there's 150, 100 million people who are like, nope. You know, like, it's such a big country, and there's such a divide, I think, between the schools of thought in America. Okay, but that there are a lot of people in America who are like, absolutely not drugs or evil. That's why I, I'm, I'd be, I'm personally, I mean, obviously, you're an activist, and I'm, 
really, really hope you're the one who's right in this situation. But I personally, looking at the states, it's not the same quite as Canada in terms of, like, I do think there's a number of voices and probably growing stronger, but the dissent, like, okay. the, the right-wing dissent in America is also, I think, louder sure, than ever. Sure, you know, but like look, Canada leads the way on human rights. Mm-hmm. We lead the way. You know, we are, we're at a, the beginning of truth and reconciliation. Right. We have many, many more expressions to go to really, like, be a great country, I mm-hmm. think, okay? But we're just at the beginning, but it's, right. it's all good. But, of course, there's going to be problems <laughs> in this process because of how we started yeah. along the way. But cannabis has the potential to bring – we all know this, you know, so many people together. It has great healing potential. It, it's now going to be in all different forms from topicals to edibles to – my friend in Toronto says people are going to walk into a bar and it'll be like cannabis syrup bar and you'll go into like a face mask and you'll get a squirt for 10 bucks and it'll be like some kind of essential they do that with, oil. They, they do that with like, I don't know, like, you know, who knows where it's going to go, but it's going to go only in great, great places. Right. And Canada leads the way. So, you know, the interesting thing is in America, they are starting to have conversations about yeah. their, what the, the kind of genocide they also did to their uh, First Nations people. They're also having conversations. They want the young Democrats who are called, like, they're calling them the socialists and the radicals and whatever, mm-hmm. but they're actually, because there's many women representatives yeah. that are, they're, they're in trouble. So they want universal health care like we high, have, right? okay, Going like what we, what we take for yeah. granted, you know. So they want some of these same things. But I, I actually do think that cannabis is going to, take our evolution to another level and because Canadians are such massive tokers mm-hmm. compared to everyone else. Right. Okay. So there's, you know, a couple of stories that I know that prove this. And here's the thing. I've been on the front lines of people who are like fighting for their fucking lives. Yeah. They have cancer, they have HIV, they have MS, they have epilepsy. Like can- for them, cannabis is like when you deny them cannabis, it's like denying a diabetic insulin right so when you know what so when this fucking truth all comes out of what you've done to people who may have needed cannabis to live yeah and you put them in jail and you like ruin their lives you know so no this the truth of this is just hitting well, I, the surface i hope i, I like i Earnestly, trust me. Honestly, hope, hope that you're right. <laughs> I just, just I considering for I, I know I'm, I will stay. This, I don't I will care about this. being right because that's that's a problem about politics. I hope you are, but, but I was it's like, all a about pushing the conversation. <laughs> no, no, I get it. He yeah, has yeah. he has a huge following. There's yeah. no question about it. And the real problem is, fucking young people don't vote. Fucking get and you know what? But I have I I've been so angry about that. But now today on CBC they announced like a new kids program where kids are talking about politics. The human race is evolving when that I happens. So. It is, it is. No, it's evolving and we, we need to lower the voting age to 16. Maybe in 50 years or less that. we'll lower, lower it to 16. 14. I don't know. No, we do. We need to. I was a very <laughs> engaged adolescent. You might okay? have been. I but was no, very we want to get them engaged at a very young yeah, age. This idea of non-engagement because you don't, because I get it. You think like, look, look at them all. They're all, a, they c- as soon as they become politicians, they seem to become elitist. Mm-hmm. Like they live in a bubble and they do they ever talk about the lower income it's like i always say like you know trudeau because he always talks about the middle income and Mm -hmm. it's like what the l word which in the 70s and 80s when i was a young queer was like we would make jokes some of us radical 
queers, we'd say, oh, she won't say the L word unless her mouth is full of one. Hey. You know? Wow. <laughs> like, like, you know, so now, so, okay, so, you know, it's like we were then some of us, okay, show. but then then I would say about Trudeau, he won't say the low-income wor- word, and even yeah. though his constituency is full of us. Like, right. what is it about, you know, that we're not represented at all? And so, but we're also, we do... We are the cannabis community in the sense that I would often get so frustrated why the cannabis community, because I was on the front lines of HIV AIDS and we like, I think, perform miracles Mm -hmm. in Toronto, what we did, okay, in terms of changing society and getting best care for people and best practices and all of that. And I get so angry about the cannabis community, but then I realized, you know, we're not one disease. We're like a fucking thousand diseases Mm -hmm. from autism to, you know, hardcore cancers and epilepsy and whatever. Not one disease. We're not like one people. We're like all people. Like, we're like... (laughs) We're <laughs> of every ethnic origin. So, but I that in a way, yeah. but no, but no, but <laughs> no, that in good. a way is sense. a problem because we live in identity politics. Okay. And yes. the cannabis identity is like, but this should be our strength that yeah. we're fucking everybody, but it's not yet. Loretta, yet. <laughs> I was going to say there, you, there, there's been an open, a page open to uh, something you've written that I was told you were going to have Walter Reed. Yes. And I want to get to that. Okay. I desperately want Walter to read <laughs> from, this, okay. from this page. Okay. I want to hear Walter lay, lay down some words. Because, you know, Walter like does too. have huh? a very nice to voice. Feel like hey, too. buddy boy. Walter I think there's, has no, a, there's no better way for you yeah, to Yeah, no, I, 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 I <laughs> so got Walter medicated because I wanted read to this trick to me. <laughs> thankfully, Loretta read this to me outside, so I have an idea of the context. All right, cold read, take one. <laughs> Don't edit point me. No, nope. uh, Loretta will have to give I'll us give more of intro. a context. I'll give an intro. Give yeah. Yeah. Present, 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 present the passage okay. that Walter so is about to read. While Walter basically, this is a play, a prohibition play called Three Rivers. Originally, it was called Three Rivers of Blood and Destiny. And I actually had some readings in Toronto before okay. I left, okay. 11 years ago. And uh, it's essentially... Uh, because I have this patriot ancestor in Quebec mm-hmm. who was hung for being a rebel. And because I grew up in Toronto and I always kind of had this, I identified with, I was happy about this relative, you know what I mean? Because past, because yeah. I was like, I'm an activist, you know, as a kid. I don't know. It just, I think you're born with this little bent, just like being queer, whatever. It's a bit of a masochistic bent, you know, when mm-hmm. you really want justice and mm-hmm. human rights and what you have to go through right. in your own life or whatever. But it's nice also to know that you have, you have something in your blood that no, kind of went through something, you know? Like no, but actually what I have more importantly is my own experience. Mm-hmm. And I've seen human rights be really transformed in my right. own life from activism. So I'm always, that's why when you call me an optimism, it's just that I see that we're in a process. Right. And I kind of see... You know, because I'm a bit of a news junkie, too. I study journalism as well. I see that we, you know, we're we're at a really interesting chaotic time, but also incredibly creative time. Yeah, I mean, mean, as they mentioned, there's there's, there's that, like, figure, right, where it's like, as crazy as things seem right now, it is literally the safest time to be alive in human history. You know, like... Well, for us in North America and... and uh, but globally, yes, like be, yes. like due to yes, the yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. per capita, you're like you're right, yeah. They're like even even in the messed up parts of the world, like the most messed up parts of the world, are just what it was like in medieval times. You know what I mean? There's, like, like there's, there's some good news in the sense yeah. that extreme poverty is being battled. Yeah, 
And I think like we have to battle it, just like we have to battle poverty in yeah. Canada. Was, yeah, exactly. Like it's like it's like, you know, people always think of it, it's like oh, conservatives think like it's giving people handouts and making life easy for them. Mm -hmm. It never is about that. Yeah. It, it just like by providing universal health care, mm -hmm. we actually did provide a more level playing field so yeah, that people actually could have children who could grow up educated, get the health care they need, and actually. Uh, be driven towards success, yeah. you know, and have maybe as much a chance as that kid who was raised rich. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. For, and I know kids who grew up that way were kids of immigrants, whatever. I know exactly that that is true about how a universal health care can level the playing field. And that it's important economically speaking, you know. So it's, it's true that, you know, the more we can go in that direction, and Canada is such an amazing example, mm -hmm. and I want to say... You know, I kind of believe that I'm, I'm into promoting this belief now that stoners, such as myself and Walter, super stoners, that we are super the stoner. modern day Templars, okay? <laughs> and we are changing the world. I'm going to make change the world. We're changing you, the world. Walter Jilling, modern day Templar. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not just a, he's not just a rad dad. He's a modern rad day. Rad dad, modern he's day He's a super Templar. stoner, okay. modern day Templar. This and he's about to read. Cheeseburger <laughs> aficionado. <laughs> 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 that I told you, super stoner. <laughs> uh, Walter, hit it. Go. All uh, right. Okay, well, actually, let me introduce okay. the play a little bit more. Sorry. I digress. It's I stoner grass. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so it's called? It's called Three Rivers. A sketch art play. Yes. Mm -hmm. For stoners. Okay. Uh, and I've seen this in a thing. I've seen yes. this somewhere before. Well, actually, it's had a couple of readings, and I'm really grateful for that. And then I got a couple of stoner artists involved, and they did some illustrations. Yeah. And so it was meant to be like a crayon, uh, a crayon or a marker sure. book or yeah. a painting book. But also, but I put also this, play this play in, in this. It. Yeah. And it's, uh, it is about prohibition. It's about oppression, persecution. and right. has all those awesome themes in it. Uh, it's about Quebec history as well. And um, character Pierre, who's Pierre? Pierre is uh, Pierre Romain Arbonne was my ancestor who was hung, and there's a statue at Delormier in Notre Dame, and he was one of like twelve Big rebels who was hat. Okay, okay. So you're gonna be Pierre, and and so yes. Yeah, so Holy this shit. will be a call okay. out to. I'm looking for stoner actors, readers, but <laughs> I sent this to. Um, the Minister of Justice, who is a woman, Jody uh, Wilson-Raybould, uh, Minister of Health, Minister of Heritage. I said it to a bunch of ministers who were women and Pierre Trudeau, and not Pierre Trudeau, oh my God. Pierre Justin Trudeau's baby Trudeau. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, you know what? I have to tell you, you know what's so I funny? To every Trudeau many, in the phone book. many people ask me if this was Pierre Trudeau. I tell you, there's a funny story about my my grandmother. <laughs> it looks a little bit like me. I know my grandmother always said we were we, we were related. Those Trudeaus, man. Those Trudeaus make sense. So funny. I've lost the exit. So, All right, Walter uh, Pierre, get it on. <laughs> so, but anyways, you're gonna play Pierre, See, who is I've not lost. who is not Pierre Trudeau, yeah, but right, Pierre remain our bon. What is it, the um, like lion face, lemon face? Tip of the tips, tip you're, of the tongue. You're hung. You're in the ghost world. Uh, you you've you've been hung. You've had a brutal hanging. Wait, you're a ghost is, now? Yeah, no, no. This is, I'm just telling you what happened to Pierre. Yeah, but is he a ghost in this part? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. No, Pierre was, Pierre was hung on February the 15th, well, right. Feb 1839. His hanging was made more brutal because he had one hand. Oh, and what they do, they so tie your hands. No spoilers. This is all outlined in they this. They tie your hands. When, you, when you're about to get this. hanged, you get your hands tied, of course. Right. So he was always trying to save himself. Zoller, but it means yeah. he got, like, B 
beaten. Like his hanging uh, was so okay, really yeah. brutal. So this his, is this is the that's t- life so for the disabled. Uh, that's how I see that this metaphorically. Post, this, is, this is your Pierre in this scene. Pierre is dead. Pierre's dead, and, and he's, he's talking lamenting. about his hanging and re- and in, in in like reflection. Okay, go hey, ahead, Walter. Pierre. Public executions do require a public, an audience, if you like. But on that fateful morning, underneath February-laden skies, most gasped with regret they came to see such a bloody sight. You see, stupid Humphrey forgot to accommodate the fact that I only had one hand. And when they push a man onto the scaffold, they tie both your hands. I was efficient with one hand, farmer, painter, revolutionary. I had pushed past it, but they botched hanging, evoked wretched pity that spread across the river and the land because of only having one hand. Humphrey beat me with a plank till I finally let go. It was a bloody spectacle. So many wish they stayed home that morn. It's no wonder I linger here still. And look how you and I mourn. Family. <laughs> oh, that's like a rough way to go. Like I can't. Thank you, Walter. I, you. I, 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 I want you to be Pierre. Pierre, <laughs> dude, dude, you just, dude, you just, you nailed that audition. <laughs> just, it just happened. But we have to have a lounge first in Montreal. No joke. No, I want to tell. I want to say two things today. Okay. Two all right, things. all right. Joking. Aside. Earlier today, I went to an audition. I had another audition, an actual audition. Without you're saying that was, and not. I had to have a beer case over my head. Of course, I you put did. A, a beer case, like beer case, empty, head? like a twelve pack of Boreal were you, were you, were you beer. Like, were you like a bad Adam Sandler character? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cheap beer, a box of cheap beer. See if I remember to do that. <laughs> a box of cheap was like an Adam Sandler character. You're like, I'm beer yeah, case head man. Like it's supposed to be anyway. Okay, <laughs> next thing. And yep. then er, also, I interviewed Chelsea Handler today. Hey, and she's a big weed activist. Oh, yeah, do you know this? yeah, yeah. Huge I did weight. not. Really? I did it. You did you don't, know watch, this? don't watch a Chelsea? lot of her material. Chelsea from Handler. Toronto? No, Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler, she, like Chelsea Tonight. She has like the. Was it Chelsea, Chelsea Tonight? Fantastic. Yeah, well, I want to meet Chelsea. I want to meet her. Was, was Chelsea <laughs> Lately. Chelsea Lately. Yeah. She had, and she had also, I think just Chelsea Handler. She has like show. stuff on like Netflix. And she stuff. dated Fantastic. 50 Cent. No, she did not. Absolutely. Look it up. There's pictures of them in bed together. Nope. <laughs> she dated 50 Cent. School it right now. I don't care. How much you want to bet? Wrong. What do you want to bet on this? I don't want it to be real. What do you want? How much? How much do you want to bet on this? Chelsea. It was a bit. It was probably just a bit. No. All right. Chelsea Handler. Look, Loretta, we got. Can we do five questions? Yeah, we're gonna do it. Here we are. Well, there. There, look at them. There they are. There they are on a little date. Shut up, dude. Um, I don't know why. Like, so you had two two big auditions. But yes. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. I think I don't know. Do you feel it's like real, buddy. Take the rest of the play. Oh, what is happening and there? I know what you think. Well, oh, yes, I'm gonna think check this out. Be yeah. awesome as this was po- by the way. This photo was posted by Fifty Cent's official Twitter. Page. Holy shit! Oh my good lord. Okay. Yeah, when did this happen? When did they go out? Uh, 2016. No. Here's the yeah. thing, Walter. I want you to ask um, Chelsea if she'd be the orphan spirit. Fifty Cent okay. shares. You want me to ask arts. Chelsea? So you read it first. Chelsea and Handler. Then, yeah, and you're Pierre. Okay. Okay. And she's, she's gonna be. She's playing and October. She'll be the, uh, October something or other. Uh, <laughs> she's in here. She's playing at Theater Saint Denis. Tail nice. Saint Denis. Fantastic. All right. So that's that. And uh, Chelsea Handler was cool and a weed person. All right. <laughs> Loretta. Yes. So this we is do the five questions. We segment. do a segment where we ask our guests um, the same four questions. Every episode. Sure. <coughs> I will tell you what the fifth question nope. is now. Same so you three can questions have every episode. No, because the fourth question is what question do you want to ask our future guests? So that's a different <laughs> question. But, is this, but that is a question. That's a question. 
So that is the fifth question. You're the fifth the question right. is what question would you ask to our future guest without knowing who it is? So just keep that in the back of your mind. That's the fifth question. The other three questions are the same. And the fourth question is our previous guest's question to you. Wow. Okay. okay. Question number one. Aliens, robots, or fire? Aliens. Oh, Walter's favorite. It's my favorite. Totally. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Look what, what I'm reading, what's bitch. What are you reading? What are you re- <laughs> bitch, why am I bitch? <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Look what I'm reading. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> the sky, people. This, is called, this looks amazing. What is this? Uh, this I this found is this. Loretta is reading a novel called I only The read Sky People by Brinsley Lepore Trench. I bought it at the bus stop, okay, oh. for 50 cents. All right. The author's, and I'm the so author's happy. name. The author's name is Brinsley Lepower <laughs> Trench. That is not a real name. There's four <laughs> names. Brins- Brinsley Lepower Trench. Walter, it's fantastic. Okay. You, I believe in the sky, people. I believe in the... Sensational new evidence about ancient astronauts. Oh no, my God. Uh, totally. Uh, Walter, so is this, is like, this, no, on, you've see, been aching for this Loretta, book. Now, this, this book? is our new Bible, Walter. Yeah. Loretta, can I see this book? <laughs> <laughs> We'll claim it's real. It's like our own Scientology thing. It is thing. real. Yeah. What it are you talking about? Real. Claim it Don't is real. Don't try to deny the amazing Walter, facts. Walter, you have green eyes. Okay, I have green eyes. You we're three percent of the population. We're like we're our mama was an alien. Walter, sorry oh to break it to God. you. I'm sorry to break no, it to you, Walter. Can you hear this? <laughs> are you hearing this, Kate? <laughs> I was gonna say, Loretta, I have bad news for you though. What's that? Yeah, uh, this is the second book in like a series though. Because it says the sky people takes off where chariots of the gods yes. oh, no. leaves off. Classic, all classic. Need to read chariots of the gods if you haven't. I no With no new I know original this, no, I evidence have, never before. <laughs> You've read chariots of the gods? Yes, and well, I'm totally into ancient aliens, Walter. Like Walter, you have green eyes. Your mama is an alien. Oh no, <laughs> brother. brother. Walter, brother. I'm sorry to tell you, but. We um, green eye tribe, we gotta stick together. Oh no. Okay. It's and a muddy we green. Like it's a muddy green. No no man. no no. Green means cannabis and oh. it means revolution yeah. for human means the tree of life. You know, evolution of human revolution. My That's son looks like my son looks like a mini Aryan now. He's got like he's full blonde <laughs> That's hair. That's not a good he's That's full not what hair. you want to say blue on eyes. the podcast. It's not his blue fault. Eyes. It's, it's not, not the his baby's fault. fault. I'm saying <laughs> it's he looked but if you look up what Aryan the Uber was in the dictionary. It's <laughs> like this kid the blonde hair, the blue eyes. I'm like holy shit. He's like like one polo have shirt. Your, have you had your spit tested yet from ancestry.ca? <laughs> Have you seen or heard about that? For what now? What are we doing there? There's like what's, a your, what's your ethnicity? The genealogy. What's oh, so I, okay. okay. So the story that I have is Whoa, this yeah, is uh, half story? Italian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Quarter French Canadian. Eighth. Eighth Irish. Irish. Eighth Scottish. Beautiful. Beautiful. Keith, What's what are you? I'm a huge mutt. What's like, okay, so but when you say we, mud, what do you mean? We don't know all of it. Well, but this is a beauty of Ancestry.ca, <laughs> right. okay? Because this episode we of Plug Yourself is brought to you by Ancestry.ca. Well, we are here? way more mixed than we realize. Just a little question one. Okay. Yes, yeah, aliens. One. It's aliens. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, so, I'm so one I, part I found out alien. that 2% of my Finish. spit, 2% comes from aliens? like. Armenia, uh, Afghanistan, Syria region, where the green yeah, yeah. eyes come from. And I think where the aliens I love came aliens. down around Lebanon. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I was 12 and I had that Lebanese uh, honey oil, I had a little bit of a revelation. Just so you know, Walter. Oh. Just kind of <laughs> an epiphany kind of moment in your life. Like. Uh, we got to go there. <laughs> and... 
basically, what, why I were you do, 12? Where did you get this oil? This she is ordered a pizza and put down Lebanese oil. I grew up in Scarborough, Ontario, <laughs> near the Scarborough Bluffs. Okay, and believe it or not, okay, so sadly, this is related to before Lebanon was in a war. Yeah. There would be, like, diplomats, and their cousins lived around the corner. And I would be, you know, I just, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, I could say it's coincidental that I had such access as a child, as a young child, but also maybe I believe place. it's fate, right? Like I grew up on the Scarborough Bluffs. Right. It was famous also for uh, First Nations, re- rebels, soldiers, you know, pirates, like smugglers. Ooh, ding, ding. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, so that is where I grew up. And that is very fitting for my personality. Right. Okay? Yeah. So. Basically, in terms of alien Who belief, knew? this yeah. question. Right. Alien. Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, alien. Sorry, eyes. I went on green eyes. Green but eyes. Question I number do, two. I notice when somebody has green eyes. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> question I do. number two. I forgot two. that I did. Number two. You're like, My <laughs> eyes are brown. Question number two. What is your earliest memory? Mm. So I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, oh, those mm. green eyes, brother. Green eyes, brother. Look into my eyes. Wow. Yes. Earliest memory. The first thing that pops into your head. So you don't Jeez. need to actually try to zero in. So don't stress. No, I, I, I'm Don't stressed. stress too hard. No, I'm, don't I'm stress totally too hard. What is like when you said an earliest memory and you like you, your brain shot back, what was like the first thing that kind of popped into your mind? It might not actually be your earliest memory. That'll probably come to you later today. You're like, no, that's my earliest memory. Yeah, That'll yeah. happen like sometime tonight. Hmm. But what's the one that like popped into your mind when I said earliest memory? Well, I broke my collarbone when Ooh. I was about four. That'll stick out. And That'll so out. that, you know, uh, having like, you know, this kind of bandage. Right. And it was like. I had that. I was like, you know, it was like. I was Did it go around one bro- shoulder yes, and then yeah, attached yeah, to the other yeah, shoulder? So my earliest memory is around that. But, okay. you know, so that's. And probably because also I was getting. I like the fact that I was all bandaged up, even though, you know, it was. It's <laughs> badass. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> accidentally thrown against the wall by my brother. You know, he was a little bit older. Like, you know, so yeah. I jumped on his back. He heaved me up. You know, whatever. So I don't remember the details of it, but I remember, like, being happy that I had this incredible experience I've, at the I, hospital. I had, I had that thing, too. And I got to tell people about it. And You know what I mean? So that... I always, just, like, I always weirdly... Like thought it was cool when I had like needed a splint or a sling or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no big deal. Like it, like it's, it's like a bit weird now because I find it sort of. Uh, I'm such a. Uh, it's weird because I've always been like I was very, um, always incredibly proud that we had universal health care mm-hmm. because I think I was very young when uh, when it's my one of those things you can actually be proud of. Like when my here. friends were you know, also affected by HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. And so I was at that age and whatever. So the healthcare system was probably also at its best and other, these other elements. So it really helped in terms of creating other freedoms, let's say, and other rights. Right. It yeah, did. Yeah. It led to other rights, like same-sex marriage came out of that and all that stuff, right? right? So it was, it was good. So I, I can really appreciate how important that is to have as a human, basic human right, mm-hmm. you know, healthcare. So when, you know, like... Uh, when we have this version of like conservatism that is libertarian or whatever, I under- yeah. I can understand where it comes from, but because of I guess you know if you have this little compassionate or something inside of you that wants others that understands that when others do well, we all do well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, a, yeah. in a fact, the statistics bear that out. Like, hundred percent. In in wherever there's countries where there's health care, the the people live longer. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how rich you are in America, 
uh, you know, you'll always have this stress of, I guess you have to have a walled city where you live. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you have so many people who are who are so poor and have to rely on criminality to exist, like, you're never totally as safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but it just proves that. And yet, they'll call this socialism. I don't know. I, I think we have to come up with a better word. And maybe with cannabis, we'll come up with greenism. What do you think? Hey. Greenism? Greenism. Greenism is... The human evolution. Safe. What do you think? Like you it. like it? Greenism? Do it? Greenism. Fuck capitalism and even socialism. Aliens like. and... <laughs> but yeah. we want greenism Green because we greenism. love... Greenism. Aliens. Cannabis. Walter, you're an alien. I'm sorry to tell <laughs> <laughs> you. Always know. <laughs> what, what, is your, what is your uh, question number? No, 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 no Walter. Sorry, your, Walter. Your no. Illuminati. <laughs> Walter, put on your third eye. Walter, it says peace and love below and above. Come on. That's our that's not translating question. into an audio format. Walter's favorite question. <laughs> third question. Yeah. Tell us about a time you fucked up. Walter's favorite. Oh, what? Exactly. Like what? Today or like? Any time. Any time. And again. It could be the, like the a small fuck up. Thing that just popped into your mind when you were. Uh, it, like, it could be like locked my keys outside. Fun, like a fun could story. Could be uh, trusted. Well, okay. About messing up. About messing up. Messing up. Don't take it the wrong way. It's a no, I won't. I won't. I mean, okay. As a human being, I probably do a little mess up every day. <laughs> yeah, I think I think. But a big does. mess up since I came to Quebec, I would say that I was very focused on getting trying to get people who were sick hooked up to like growers. Right. And many times it worked out well, but many times it didn't. And when people are really, really sick, and maybe this probably is what motivates me to want the government to actually continue with medical for people who have whatever illness. If we're going to have pharma care, let's have Canna care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give them a choice. In an extract form, you know, in an oil form mainly. And uh, I would say just, you know, sometimes trying to get people matched up with growers, people, people who are sick, they'd get very angry with me if it didn't work out. Work out. I don't know that I messed up, but, you know, the system messed up or whatever. Like, it, I can't make someone do the right thing or do good. Right. You know what it's I mean? Like but but, but it felt date. really like I messed up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I couldn't. It's like setting up two friends. Yes, you hope yes, it's yes, going to yes. work out. Yes, but then when exactly. it doesn't, when it doesn't, you feel a little responsible. But You're the like, consequences, uh, you know, when somebody's yeah. really sick. But yeah, that's where course. I really got to understand that when people are really sick and they need cannabis, mm-hmm. it's a matter of life and death, yeah. you know, in a way. And Most so people are usually just like, yeah, I mixed up uh, the salt with the sugar. Well, I do mix up things every day. I don't want to say that, but that just sort of like, I'm a little bit, I'm in a bar. I I ate a cookie, we toked. I'm having some scotch, which is rare. So I'm I'm loose. So these these next questions. Uh, Loretta, by the way, is one of the only people that's ever come here that's been impressed by the Mordecai Richler thing. Mm. She brought it up before, right? Like, she, I was because like, I was like, we record at uh, Grumpy's on Bishop. She's like, we're Mordecai, and I'm like, yes, I, I hope, I, fucking exactly. You know what? If if we could, you know, bring and, uh, in Mordecai's spirit and say, you know, the he other would one, be for lounges for sure. The other one, if you are also not aware, is Nick Oftemeyer. Yeah, Nick Oftemeyer no. held court. He's more, he's more local famous. Well, I think. I'm not aware. Oh, Nick o- Nick Oftemeyer is a. a Montreal, Montreal, kinda like Montreal contemporary of Mordecai. Like, uh, Beautiful. Yeah, if you want to look up Mick Oftermeyer's writing. Sure. Like a journo. No, I was a yeah, uh, huge fan of Barney's version. Mm-hmm. I, I remember like I would fall off the couch laughing <laughs> reading that. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I think it's one of the greatest pieces of Canadian literature cool. for sure. So this is so uh, this is a mixed bag. This great spirit. Our here. next questions sure. are from... Uh, uh, Deirdre, I can. How come I cannot pronounce Deirdre's name? 
Yeah, you're doing it. Deirdre Trudeau and uh, Sarah Malika, who were uh, two of the producers of Lady Fest, a uh, comedy festival celebrating women in Montreal. <coughs> so we have two questions, 4A and 4B. 4A from Deirdre is, who is the person in your domain who you hate, wow. but you still want to succeed? Hmm. So someone that you may disagree with on a personal level, but maybe respect them on a professional level. Okay, well, hate is a strong hate word. Hate is a I strong word. Like. They prefaced it with just. just I'm gonna. I don't want to use the word hate because I don't. I fair. just don't like the word fair. myself. Because I also feel like, I feel like because I consume huge amounts yeah. of cannabis that I'm not a hater. That's you know fair. what I mean. So a person that you like I said a person I think that you like that I think the intention okay, of it is I'm gonna a say person, I, I will say um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm gonna say Trudeau right now there you go I'll say oh, Trudeau that's yeah. good answer that's I'll a good say answer Trudeau. I'll say I was Trudeau wondering right who you're gonna go with I'm like I'm gonna say Trudeau right now what is poor Loretta gonna go with I was gonna say someone gonna be someone possible Trudeau Trudeau that's a good great answer Sarah's question which I'm excited to hear your answer is what are your thoughts on Will Smith's family. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Okay, so I'm right. going to give you a big philosophical no, how, answer. How I'm sorry. Well, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm annoying. Here's the thing. Jaden is, is a thinker, okay? Now, here's the thing. I don't really know the family, okay. and I don't think any of us know the family. I do. I do think I ce- celebrity culture media. is... A kind of a form of mental illness. Sometimes I do see celebrity culture in that. Kind of I, I when I say you I look mean at the celebrities it broadly, themselves or the well, all of it, all of it, all of it, even our own it. weird projection of it, all of it. It's it's like it's like a mental disorder, <laughs> but it's weird because it it is so successful. And it's part of capitalism and all of that. Right. So, so I don't really know the family, but. Um, I don't really know the family, but I know I think Will Smith is an awesome actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about his wife except she. I think I read that she read some Scientology, but I don't think she got sucked into the well, Scientology, Scientology enslavement. She may, yeah. Are they? Are they? That you know. So I'm like, I'm a huge fan of Leah Remini. Goddess okay. bless you, Leah. You mm-hmm. are a goddess. I hope you one day can hear this you're an awesome goddess i love women who are going to bring down these cults of churches i've like totally been fantasizing about bringing down the catholic church since i was born but even if i don't it doesn't matter no 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 (laughs) so so i like i don't really know honestly i don't know because also i think that uh i can only i can only say Something in response to, I think he's a, he is an awesome actor. That's yep. all I can say. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't really know his kids or anything. I so. would recommend uh, go spending at least a few minutes Googling Jaden Smith because he's a weird – I think like, Loretta actually came up with the most elegant yeah, answer to no, this question. No, no, That's no, like, no. It's like, no. tell us what you think about Will Smith's family. And Loretta's like, fuck your celebrity culture bullshit. Next question. Google – no, I'm just saying no because it's interesting to see because uh, Jaden Smith is actually like – puts out a lot of uh, public tweets that are very, like, philosophically inclined and stuff, and he, he thinks a lot about reality. Like, there's a... there's a Well, he must be doing? pretty young, right? Yeah, I think he's 18 or 19 now. Sure, yeah. sure. But, like, so like one of, one of his... That's a different generation. Yeah, exactly, like, but, but it's I'm still no kind of interesting. Like, well, like, he'll put out something like, how can we see if our eyes aren't real and stuff? What? Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? And I'm like, it's things like that where I'm like, yeah, it's a little maybe juvenile right now, but it leads you to think that sure. he's at least thinking sure. about Things, sure, you know sure, what I mean? Like, 
which I find is interesting to see, like a kid who definitely grew up with everything. Sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? And like, like that's why it's weird for us to like. That's what I'm saying. What's weird about celebrity culture? Because it, it if like I'm all often thinking as we as humans, we we project so much. Yeah. Okay. That and then yet celebrity culture kind of feeds off of that, and 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 also I but. I can't imagine. Well, you would understand as a. Do you identify as a comedian or as a comic? As he identifies as a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> as, yeah. <laughs> so you know pain. what I'm talking about <laughs> when I celebrity. say that you're sick, right? <laughs> that I'm sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I no, fully, no, no, no. Yes. Celebrity culture me, and do. this whole projection thing and the ego and the needing yeah. of it and whatever. Yeah. Like it's so. It, it just all it requires is we all are sick, but we all require some awareness of it. But yeah. we don't talk about. Celebrity cult, like when I think of like you know that people stalk celebrities. Yeah, like to it's, me that's it's like, crazy. Okay, I can. Okay, so there was maybe once in my life where I w- you know because I'm queer, I followed a woman into a bar to see where she. But that's it. Like I'm not, maybe because I'm a big stoner, I'm a little too lazy to invest in serious right. whatever stalking. But no, it is, the it fact is, that yeah. people stalk, you know, and hold yeah. their babies up and say, you know, take my touch whatever. My, it's like touch my crazy. Child. It's yeah, it's, it's so fucked up and i sometimes I, that's all i can think about is how fucked up it all is but it's, it's, yeah. we're all participating i don't want to say i'm not if i watch and par- whatever but i'm, like, just, I mean, I'm I not gonna like be a stalker I feel like, but. like i feel like i was talking to my catherine about this the other day and i feel like i'm kind of like in a unique position where like basically throughout my 20s i've kind of been placed in these scenarios where scenarios where, where i meet Kind of like celebrities at a varying levels. Yeah, you've yeah. been there for a lot of yeah, it, yeah. and it's just like it either be through like comics or like yeah, you know. No, I mean like it's weird. Like film festival, it's weird, but it's like there's a, there's, guests, a lo- there's a lot of television you can watch. And you're like, I talked to him. Yeah, it's like I, I know this him. guy. Yeah, I met yeah, this guy. Like, like <laughs> so it's like, and it's like I I I think I think earlier on. I used to get. I used to be more like. I used to mark out more. Like I used to. I used yeah, to like freak out more now for like. Dudes. So yeah, and and, and it's like yeah, there's still there's, there's a couple people that I'll still like pop for, but yeah. McFoley. I get excited if David Bowie. Uh, David Bowie. <laughs> 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 All right, Loretta, but All I'm right. sure Spirit is there close by, and I hope someone else comes up with a super duper hit as great as. Young Americans. Young Americans. Time to turn the tables, Loretta. Okay, go ahead. Uh, What question question would you like to ask to our future guests? Sure. What are you doing today for cannabis justice? Oh, what What if it's nothing? (laughs) Get on it. Get on it. Vote. (laughs) Oh, vote. That's fair. (laughs) You go with that question, Walter? I have to make it that confrontational, too. What are you doing for cannabis? What are you doing today? What are you doing <laughs> today <laughs> for <laughs> cannabis justice, pal? <laughs> Throwing a pal. Comma, pal. Cannabis justice, buddy. Punctuate. <laughs> question Bud. mark. Buddy boy. Mark. <laughs> Listen, buddy. Hey, buddy. I want to know one thing. What are you doing, right, what are you doing today for today? cannabis justice, buddy boy? Pal. Buddy. Buddy. Friend. I, I, I don't know. Today, uh, I will say this, as my dog has had. Yet another bout of intoxication last night. I would say keep your fucking joints in check, though. I think it's bullshit that you're still claiming. No, it happened again last night, bud. What happened again? She had another bout of intoxication. Took her to the vet. But how do you know it's weed? You're saying from this is from like you think you had (laughs) infinite. You're still saying that. The doctors have no other explanation. I will say that you you said she could have had fucking pills. 
could add anything. From your, I but, like, but, but, is, but you're sticking on to the weed thing? Sh- no, this I'm is just so saying. Stupid. This is me about literally any drug as a as a as a drug what user. What does another bout of intoxication even mean? What she had like a seizure again? Like Ish. Anyway, listen. This is my thing that I, I will say that I like I think that much like any controlled substance, weed or other narcotics or whatever else, as as we approach legalization, I think that there's needs to be I think an education of exactly like because you have this like weird quasi personal anecdote about it. No, this isn't. No, I'm down for telling as a, truth. as a person as a person who does m- much harder drugs than weed. I think yeah. supplies across the board. Yeah, but no, but like. I don't know. You're no, like, I agree. I, I think agree. that you need look, to look, like, look, but look. you need to monitor your sure. stash, and you don't need to no, take no. it lightly. It's like it's you don't no, need to no. what? Take it lightly. Look at I. I agree. I agree. That's and I don't. Think I I've I've eaten edibles where I've had too much, and mm-hmm. it's a terrible feeling, and I'd never want a child to have that feeling. Right. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Exactly. I will also say that cannabis has never killed a child. Absolutely. Like, but that's really Absolute, important absolutely. to notice. But, yes, I want people to medicate responsibly. It's important to have maybe CBD. If yeah. you, if somebody took too much CBD, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, THC, then mm-hmm. CBD is very good to yep. have. Okay? The, you know, the problem is, is that much, one of the reasons I became a legalization activist is much of the cannabis had pesticides in it. And yeah. that's what caused the paranoia and all this crap and people went to the hospital and all this stuff. But uh, I have also eaten too much and got very sick. It, sick for two hours? Yeah. And then I'm okay. Oh, yeah. No, I'm now, not, not, not going to say it's going to no, be No, no, no. Look, at, look, at, look at yeah, there's yeah. A, <laughs> a lot of people. There's a huge now industry. I used to experiment with oil, too. Like I used to make these batches of oil. And like the f- and like it was before that I got got real used to smoking, and this oil would just like melt my brain for like three four yeah. hours. Sure, we put so much into it, and we're just like yeah. No, I don't want anyone to have a bad experience. So exactly. I think it's very important to label everything yep. and to if you have cookies, yeah, you keep them in the freezer, you keep them out of the yeah, hands well, like of like kids the, um, and pets. I agree. Like one of the a lot uh, of the labels yeah. have like. No kids, no pets on them. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. no, no, no. Very important. I agree. And, and, it's and, a, it's and important to that, to be to that end, uh, I know that there's some um, some producers, for instance, of chocolates and stuff like that, who will write like the, the THC percentage. So, sure, like, sure. Like that's a, that's one of the things that I'm actually kind of looking forward to sure, in, a, in a regulated society. Absolutely. It's just like I said, like well labeled, but let's also well be, documented. I agree. I, like, I'm, I'm yeah. all. I you know, I'm I'm totally like I'm a fire chief's daughter, so right. I, I was like raised to be a safety freak yeah. almost, and I am. I, I like that. Okay, so I 100% agree, yeah. but we have to also remind people that. Tylenol kills children yeah, every year, and aspirin, and these things are legal. Yeah, and you know the but those legal things. things have labels on them. I know, I exactly. know, but they do. Then they still kill kids. That's yeah, all absolutely. I'm saying. No, like, no, no, it no, doesn't. Sure. But Fuck people, your labels, Keith. but no, people, sh- people but like, yeah. but, but people also in Canada because we have free health care. They will like maybe eat a little bit too much, and they go, "Oh, I have to go to emerge." It'll be no, fine. you don't have no to. No one should ever go, go to. Em- you know, you can room. like have a. How about have some water, have some juice, have a yeah. little fruit, lie down for a bit, and also just usually when people have too much, like it's not like having too much alcohol. Yeah, you, you won't get be sick poisoning. for five days. You'll be like high for a while, have a sleep, and then you'll be. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah. You will feel good. Like it's. Totally different. So let's not blow it out of proportion, but let's always think of children yeah, first but as I said, and like foremost. Like pro- properly 100%. labeled. 100%. Like, 100%. I mean, and, 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 and like I said, I make that statement knowing full well that I think, like, is it, I think, New Brunswick or whatever that has the insane 
lockbox whatever rule. Look at have those rules for guns for yeah, fuck's exactly. sake. Have those fucking like, I, rules for guns. I can fully acknowledge that those are. What's, the, what's this now? Apparently you. Yeah, you can't. You, you like, can't have any ridiculous. cannabis unless it's under lock and key. I think it's New Brunswick because they're they're enforcing all of this provincially. It's insane. But that's what I'm saying. Like I just want to say this as we end, okay? Okay. Because now here's the thing. Here's as we th- wrap it up, let us call it. Let us call it. I just want to say that you know, there's been babies born in Colorado who mm-hmm. were like, you know, growing in the fetus with some cannabis. And guess what the news is? They have excellent eyesight. No, no. Okay. I also make water drops. I make oil. I make water drops. Green oil garky at gmail.com is where you can reach me. Yeah, this is the plug. Okay, so there's there's a plug. That's the plug. And uh, it's very important to know that um, cannabis has never killed one person. And that's what's really important to know. If you take too much, drink some water, have a friend who will sit with you, have a little snooze, put some cold cloth on your head. It's not going to ever be as bad as an alcohol overdose which causes a lot of social problems, totally not the same. So let's, Absolutely not. let's, be, said this let's be really cool about it, but let's be real about it. I had, an alcohol, overdose this, uh, I had an alcohol overdose this past Saturday. Really? Yeah, and I, thought, I felt like dying for much of Sunday. Yes, yeah, Actually as, as dying. I was going to say, um, as, as long-time listeners of the show know, and as, as we alluded to earlier, um, my uh, narcotics of choice – tend into much more hardcore areas than a lot of other people. Uh, the only, only, only time I've ever had a legitimate memory gap where people tell me I was, like, up and doing things that I don't recall anything of was alcohol. Like, and that's, and that's speaking of... Uh, I, I think the, the <laughs> next uh, Supreme Court nominee uh, for the United <laughs> States is saying the same thing. Uh, that's the problem with alcohol. Yeah. The alcohol is so much worse on so many levels, like in terms of uh, giving license to harm another person without being aware of it. Yeah. That is the problem the with alcohol. The, pro- the thing about uh, cannabis, and I just want to go back to being at the head shop and why I do see it as such an important mm-hmm. evolutionary um, step, step yeah. for Canada to lead the way on this in the world is because you know I had many people who would come to me who tell me, and I'd be like this queer activist, whatever, doing this medical thing, and they'd say, oh, you know, we were going to beat up some queers, but you know, we smoked a joint in the car and we drove around the block and. By the time we saw the queer again, we decided we were, g- or you know, or yeah. other gangsters who'd say, <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't who, think who would say, I'd be in, we were in a park and there was a bunch of us we were about to fight and bring out the knives and the guns and we somebody lit a joint and it stopped it. Like yeah. I heard all these stories. It's hard okay, to be very it's not going to be, it's not going to be a miracle. <laughs> I, mean, I get it, Walter, it's not, Walter, but it but there's enough stories to prove that yeah. this is uh, why when you say, <laughs> did it really help the English and French? Fucking right, it did. Go. And it's time to get this evidence and, you know, in research. Absolutely it did. All right. Yeah. Now let's go plug yourself, everybody. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this, Loretta. That was awesome. Can we get this one on the air, CJLO? (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.